Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate, not Nick Thurston, and across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Ah, late as usual, and just, you know, reading through the live group, and that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Everyone seems to be, um, they want to know how tall they are, and they're, they're comparing... I guess I'm the control. You are the measurement. So you Maurice are is point nine of Chuck. Point nine Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like Trickle D is gonna change her license to point eight six Chuck. Pretty tall. It's pretty tall. Yeah. That is. Pretty tall. Well, it's Friday and we normally do dumb bleep of the week on Friday. You guys who have been following for years now come to expect that on Fridays. And we're actually not doing Dumb Leap of the mm-hmm. Week today because we are doing it live with some of our Patreon supporters tomorrow night at the house that we're all going to be hanging out at here in Nashville, Tennessee. So we're just... For episode number 500. For episode 500. All right. So that will be really exciting. We're going to be hanging out with people tonight. And I really, I'm going to have to do something because I'm so freaking tired right now. I can barely hold my arms up. Mm-hmm. They didn't get any sleep. Let me tell you guys something. You can't I, do what you used to do. I take, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take, uh, I take Ambien to sleep. It has to happen. It, it, it used to be very, you know, I could sleep some, but then I needed to take Ambien so I could sleep harder. Now, once you take it for a long time, like you take it for a year, you can't, can't sleep, sleep without can't it. can't sleep without it at all. And by that, I mean, I can't sleep without mm-hmm. it. I, okay, that's strong because I did get two hours of sleep. So I'm just a warning for everyone who's taking drugs out there that are prescribed and approved by the Listen FDA. Listen to Nate's personal story. Listen to my personal story. They do get addictive and your body does get used to them for sure. So just a warning for you. So he's got to be pumping up that do- dose. Oh, You're Michael Jackson it. Oh, Jackson it. I know. I I need to well I do take meds to You got uppers? I, you got downers? I take uppers and I take uppers in the morning and downers <laughs> at night. So I'm completely ran on medication. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. So you're just a cyborg. Well, anyway, uh, we got to run through here because we've you know got a else? hard stop You know today. what else keeps you from sleeping? What's that? Just have a toddler. Yeah. Yeah. Have one of those. I got to tell this story real quick cuz it's it's a little creepy. I got chills last night. I'm getting Parker changed for bed. And after we put his pajamas on, he always wants a hug, and I give him a hug. But I was giving him a hug last night, and he points to the wall in his room, and he goes, they're flying. <laughs> and I was like, who's flying? <laughs> and he's like, Dad, I'm going to fly on a plane. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. You could, yeah, fly a plane. That's awesome. Okay. Get older. Go to bed, whatever. No big deal. One o'clock in the morning, door flies open. He's screaming and said, um, he said, I'm choking. And I said, why are you choking? And he said, they're choking me. And I was like, who's choking you? What is going on in your room? I don't like that, this. I'm getting chills right now. Thinking I know. About it. That's I crazy. Know. Yeah. And the, I thought that it was because he had gotten into the cookies. By the way, all you guys coming for the Patreon group, my son opened the cookies last night. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We have this big giant box of cookies from Sam's club that, um, Stephanie got for everyone. And of course, Parker wanted them. And I told him no. And he ended up 
opening them and and I don't know how many he had last night before I came back in the living room and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I thought maybe he had a little bit of acid reflux. And so, yeah, between about one and four, he was up, you know, every five or 10 minutes screaming. That's what I dealt with last night. So apparently there's things in my kid's room and somebody needs to come perform an exorcism. Yeah. It sounds That's, like your, your house might be haunted. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so who wants to come over? Anyway, totally unrelated topic to to any of this. We have a few good stories if we can get to them in our short episode today. I'm going to start off with this one from the Daily Wire Thinkspin. We're going to talk a little bit about we're going to talk a little bit about the women in Hollywood being underpaid because Scarlett Johansson is out there saying that uh, she's underpaid. The female stars are underpaid, even though she is the highest earning woman in Hollywood. It's not as much as the highest earning man. Okay. And it has nothing to do with the box office, all right? Because that was brought up to her. And it's nothing to do with the box office whatsoever. In a recent interview with Glamour Magazine, the Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson said women aren't paid what they're worth in Hollywood. Johansson, who topped Forbes' list of highest paid actresses earning $56 million in 2019, said, As a woman, you have to be your own ally all the time because we are undermined underserved and underappreciated and underpaid. You have to be your own ally. Johansson said her mother taught her when she was young to advocate for herself because she didn't want her to experience gender discrimination. So this has been crammed into her head since she was a little kid, okay? Quote, equal pay is a huge part of that fight, Johansson said. Even when I was a teenager in the industry or as a young woman, I I should say my mom would have those conversations like, why is she not getting paid the same? This has been going on mm. for forever, and there's no reasons behind it at all. Uh, th- it's all sexism. That's, th- that's really what it is. By the way, actors and actresses, they, they have agents that negotiate their, their contracts. So this isn't Especially just when a, you're at her level. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. not like on the phone and they're taking advantage of her or anything. But and she's clearly hurting. $56 million in one year is not, that's that's not enough. That's only, that's only 2.5 times what Walmart's CEO makes, mm-hmm. you know? So they need to be getting more than that. She's a victim. One explanation for the pay discrepancy between actors of different genders could be because male-led blockbusters tend to outperform their female-led counterparts at the box office. That doesn't matter, though. For instance, the two most recent films led by new superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe were Black Panther and Captain Marvel. The former earned more than $700 million domestically, compared to the latter's $427 million. But Johansson dismissed this idea saying that there was always these little key terms like bankability and box office draw. (laughs) Those are all terms that are basically masquerading as sexism. (laughs) The actual dollars that come in. Those are terms. Those are just masquerading terms. Mm -hmm. It never had anything to do with those things. And if there ever was, it was also part of a systemic issue that a woman can't be as bankable or have a box office draw. It's... People, the people that go to watch the movies are sexist also. Clearly. Yeah. Now, here's part of the actual... I watched Wonder Woman, thought it was great. I watched the second one, thought it was terrible. Tell I you watched what. the second one. God, it's, I'm still watching. The thing's like 87 hours long. <laughs> it's insane. It's going on right now. You I got it in one ear as you're, yeah. as you're doing the show. So, so, just so everyone knows, this is from Statista. The rate at which men are frequent moviegoers, so people who go, I believe, more than once a month is how they qualified that, is 40% higher than women. And so a lot more men going to the movies frequently 
than are women. So this, <clears throat> this is what actually matters in here. Because this is a thing that I, I don't know if everyone's going to agree with or not. But when you go see a movie, and we've, we heard about some of this. And remember that book? Uh, oh, what was the book about the sto- story brand marketing? Mm-hmm. When you watch a movie or you read a book or you do whatever, you want to, most of the time, you want to be able to see yourself as the, char- as the hero in the story. You need to be able to see yourself as, the, like, what would I do if I were Superman or if this happened to me and I was Spider-Man or I always wanted to be Batman. You know, I self-identify as Batman for a long time mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Especially his status and yeah, all the and wealth, the wealth and everything. I, mm-hmm. That completely self-identifies that. So uh, when you go see a movie, you want to be able to see yourself as the hero in the story. Mm-hmm. And when more men go to these movies and a lot more frequently than women do, well, then you're going to see that men are typically going to like stories where the man is the hero. I think that's just a natural thing, and women are going to like stories more where the woman is the hero. You know, it's interesting, more women buy books mm. than men, mm. okay. by the way. And so. and so what I'm saying is, let's say that that's fairly general for the sexes and for people that you want to be able to see yourself as the hero in the story. If more men go to these movies than women do, then you're going to have a bigger box office draw for the superhero movies where there is a man as a superhero. Now, that's not an argument that we shouldn't make movies where the women are the superheroes or anything like that. Okay, it's fine nowadays. All right? But when you're discussing what Robert Downey Jr. makes as Iron Man, which I wanted to be Iron Man too. I like the ones where it's like a billionaire that is mm. just taking things into their own hands. Yeah. You know, Because your evil, and, greedy capitalist yes, side has to yeah. be part of your hero story. I also typically I like things that I feel like are... Okay, so let me tell you guys about a couple of our sponsors real quick. Don't hit the skip button. Get your finger away from the skip button. All right? These people are keeping the show going. They make it possible. The first one I'm going to tell you guys about is BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash GML. If you guys are potentially going through a stressful time right now, maybe you're reading things on Twitter and you're getting really stressed. Maybe you're going through family problems. Maybe you have relationship issues. Maybe you're depressed. For whatever reason, the the lockdowns have caused depression, maybe all kinds of other things, uh, deaths in the family, anything. BetterHelp is going to help you, all right? These are licensed therapists. You go on there, you make an account, and you answer some questions, and they pair you up with a therapist, a licensed therapist that you can talk to through the app. You can do phone calls, video calls, all kinds of stuff like that, secure calls. I know a lot of people don't like talking about important things like this over the over the airwaves, you know, we're worried about that. It's a very secure app. No one else is going to see your conversations, all right? They're going to pair you up with someone. You don't have to go with the person that they pick for you. You're going to give you a list. You can choose between different people. It's so much cheaper than going into the office. It's safer if you're worried, if you uh, have a compromised immune system, if you're worried about going out in public, it's safer. Just going to stay at home, be able to go do this over your phone. So anyway, check out the BetterHelp app. Get on your phone, search BetterHelp, get on your computer, type in BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash GML will give you 10% off your first month, 10% off. BetterHelp.com slash GML. Possible. That's loosely possible, obviously. Mm. You know, I, I don't think that that would actually work. We'll see. But I like to see things that are possible. So I like I liked Batman and and Iron Man and and anyway that that's just personal also, side right there. Also, 
Robert Downey Jr. was really smart in the deal that he made. Mm-hmm. He got way less money up front and decided to take a percentage. And and the reason for that is because he thought it was, it was going to be huge. And yeah. it was. So he's made a lot more money than anybody else when it comes to, to the, all the Marvel stuff because he decided to take a deal. He made a deal. He took a risk, a mm-hmm. gamble that most, almost no one was willing to take but him. And, and you that's know, why he's paid the highest. And you know the time that... The- that at the time, the most money a single actor or actress had made off of a movie when Gravity came out and Sandra Bullock was in that movie, mm-hmm. instead of taking a large upfront payment, she took a percentage of the box office. And so she made over $70 million on that movie, which was the most that a, that a single person had made off of a movie, other than the people who made the movie, probably. But that a single actor or actress had made off of a movie, and that's because she took a risk also. She didn't just take a flat rate on the movie. She she did her pay based on what the box office percentage based off of a per- percentage of the box office revenues. So I'm not saying that he Robert Downey Jr. earned over 400 million dollars from the Marvel movies. That's crazy. And that contract that he had with Marvel expired in 2013. Jeez. But he decided to continue on as Iron Man. Yeah. And did a different contract. They probably just paid him money up front this time because they were like, hmm, 400 million dollars. You made a lot of money, Robert. That's, yeah. but that's the thing like and like you said the other actress you make deals you you sign contracts you do different things you take risks you know the um i don't know the 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 people who did uh what's that horror movie that was done for like a million dollars and then it, made like a billion it was less than that i'm pretty sure that made for like eight hundred thousand dollars yeah or something like that it was something pretty cheap and i can't sony, remember what it was sony now bought it for like i don't remember two million dollars and then turned turned around and sold like well a Blair Witch was one of them and then but there was another one that was like a house that was haunted that they ended up doing a few movies from also that was super low budget that, Man, that went really well I can't remember what it was paranormal yeah, yeah that's uh could have never thought of that the mm. haunted house paranormal activity that's what it was called yeah something like that that is what that movie was officially called so here's but, the no, no, it's not None of that matters. Nate. No. It's sexism. What we're talking about is just sexism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, she said, there were always these key terms that people said, like bankability and box office draw. Those are just terms that are basically masquerading as sexism. Because there's a systemic issue that a woman can't be bankable or have a box office draw. Now, they're just going off of what the, what the numbers are, and especially what the numbers are on people who go see movies, and especially people who go see superhero movies. That that's going to be more of a male fan base. Mm-hmm. All right. But I'm, I'm obviously just mansplaining here. So yeah. anyway. You have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, now, Charlie's going to whitesplain here for a little bit. I put a couple key things from this other article, Charlie, just so you know. But there was the thing with the, the two Olympians that tested too high for testosterone levels. I think there were three. But this article well, I know has that, two. Yeah, the one, those two. And there was an article I found while I was researching that that was talking about how black Olympians are set up to fail. And they listed out these things like drug tests, because uh, I can't remember her name now, but there was a ridiculous thing that someone was disqualified from the U.S. because they tested positive for THC, which is a ridiculous rule that they should get rid of because there's no way that's a performance enhancing drug whatsoever mm. in in fact it's probably quite the opposite and so that's a that's a stupid rule it's a but, performance dehancement yes <laughs> but um 
you know, the rule is there. I think NFL players should be able to smoke weed and do whatever they... That I think the team, the people who hire them, should be able to set those rules. And if you're okay with your team doing this, then, then that should be okay. It's not performance enhancing. Right. At all. Except for maybe killing some pain, which it's totally fine for them to all take painkillers. Yeah. So it, that's just a weird thing. But they, they noted that the drug tests were set up to, to make black Olympians set up to fail which sounded really racist to me, in my opinion. Like, everyone knows uh, black people smoke more weed. <laughs> like right. That's essentially yeah, yeah. what they were saying. Because everyone has to go through the same drug tests, yeah. by the way. Which, which, when you look at the other arguments, like you look at mass incarceration, the drug war, and all that, one of the common arguments will be, well, white people and black people actually do drugs at the same rate, but, pe- but uh, black people are more likely to be incarcerated for them. That's a that's a very typical argument and, and also a true argument as far as the statistics go. Dave but, Chappelle did a skit on this. But then, that was really funny. Yeah. But, then, um, but then when you're talking about the Olympians being set up to fail, well, the drug tests are just a way to knock black people out because there's no way the white people would do drugs because white people don't smoke weed. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. Anyway, to the article that you sent me this morning. This is from the AtlantaBlackStar.com. This is systemic racism. Two Olympic contenders disqualified from women's 400 meters race after test results reveal naturally high testosterone levels. We might differ on this one. I think that this is a... You think so? Yeah, I think we're going to differ on this. Uproar continues to cloud the start of the Tokyo Olympics as more black athletes find themselves disqualified from races. The latest are two Nambian runners, uh, Christine Mbomba (laughs) and Beatrice Masalingi. Who were barred from the 400 meters race due to test results indicating each have a naturally high te- levels of testosterone. Quote, the results from the testing center indicated that both athletes have a naturally high testosterone level. According to the rule of the world athletics, this means that they are not eligible to, to, to participate in events from 400 meters to 1600 meters. Apparently, it doesn't help you in the shorter races. Yeah, any of the other. (laughs) And the National Olympic Committee, in a statement released uh, July 2nd, both women also declined to take birth control drugs to lower their testosterone levels. They didn't want to. In order for the two 18-year-old runners to be classified as female, which each self-identify as, they needed to meet the World Athletics classification standards. And it is my understanding that that they were both both females. They were both born female. yeah. Yeah. They were born with female this genitalia. Is, this is not a transgender situation. XX chromosomes. Yeah. That's why I think this article is so funny. Yeah. This is why I think that this can kind of qualify for dumb bleep. Yeah, it could have. Okay? Because this entire article is about how the snake's eating its tail right now before <laughs> our eyes, yeah. folks. So, there's a key point in here. I think, I don't know if you took this out or not. Um, but the key point in here is that this rule was implemented so the the world athletics classification standards this rule was implemented in april of 2018 in large part well actually in a whole part due to the transgender movement and how they wanted trans athletes to be able to compete in what they identify as and so they set they went out and arbitrarily just decided okay well this is the amount of testosterone that you can have um and so if you get your testosterone levels down to that then you can compete as a woman Right. Yeah. And so that's why they made that rule. So now you have two, which I think if natu- they're going to do that, if you're going to allow transgender athletes to compete against the opposite 
biological sex that you do need that type of a threshold to try and knock out the testosterone argument. In my opinion, that's a, other than not allowing that to happen, that that is the way that you would do it is by measuring the testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. And the live group saying, but a dude can be in women's weightlifting classes. Yes, they can, but they also have to meet those testosterone requirements. But that's what, that's, what's crazy to me Yeah, is that you set up these rules for testosterone levels based on transgenders wanting to compete in, in what they self-identify as, which is fine. Like if that's what you want to do, but now your rule is barring two natural females born with female genitalia, born with XX chromosomes. They've been female their whole life. They self-identify as female. They've always been female. They don't ever want to be anything else, and they want to compete with other females. And now, <laughs> now because you set up this rule, their testosterone levels are too high. That is, And now they can't compete. It's ironic. As women. And I'm just like... But no, they're calling this systemic racism. That's the other Not the fact that they set up the own, their rules themselves. This is actually This is the, the roosters are coming home for the chickens. <laughs> That's what Playing they do. Playing out before your That's eyes, folks. This, this I I don't know how they don't under I can't quite understand how they don't see this happening. They can't look out into the future and be like, okay, well, if we set these testosterone limits, what are the negative consequences? Could we ever disqualify like actual women from competing? Is that the thought? No, 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 it's not. Okay. We'll set it here then. And then now they're disqualifying actual women from competing against actual other women. Yeah. It blows my mind. That's what I think is so funny about this article. And the issue is you can't change this and say, well, because here's the answer. You would say, well, since you're a biological woman, you're not going to be held to that standard. You're a biological woman. You didn't take testosterone. Because then you're going to upset the trans Because community. then you'll upset the trans. Because that would be the actual answer. You would say, well, this is a natural testosterone level, so it's only fair to let the women compete against the other women. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that because do people that would go insane. So either way, you lose. Yeah. But somehow this all became systemic racism. Yeah. Yeah, they won't. And that's the other thing. They won't call out what the actual problem is. They'll just be like, racism, restrictive. <laughs> it's, cause they, it's because the Olympic community, obviously, they obviously hate black women. That's what it is. That's what it is. Which could be the case. I don't know them. Now, the one, thing, be- the one thing I don't understand mm-hmm. is a swim cap. Yeah. So they have swim cap regulations, I guess, or whatever, mm-hmm. and they won't let the black females who have natural hair have larger um, swim caps. Um, I mean, black hair is a lot different than any other hair out there. And so I don't understand why everybody just can't use a bigger swim cap if they want to. What's the rule? Like, I don't understand that. I felt like that was someone said, okay, right here in the rule book, it says this. And so therefore you can't, you absolutely can't do it. And we just need to call it out. That's a weird one to me because I'm like, well, why does this matter? If you're allowed to wear swim, swim caps. I would understand if you weren't allowed Does to wear... Does a bigger swim cap give you an advantage or I something? I don't know. I would understand if you weren't allowed to wear swim caps because those could give you an advantage in the water, mm-hmm. water dynamically. Yeah. <laughs> that could let you... I don't know what the uh, water version of aerodynamics is, but um, it's got to be aquadynamics, I would say. Yeah, that hydrodynamics. The, hydro, yeah, something like that, I'm sure. Yeah. But I would understand if there was a rule that you couldn't wear swim caps, but that's not the, that's not the rule. It has to do with this... Fluid dynamics, okay, we'll do that. That's fine. It has to do with the size. I of, think mine of the were cap. I don't, cooler. I don't understand. Yeah, 
But anyway, I, I saw this this morning and there's a lot of people sharing it and I was just like, everyone's missing the mark here. Yeah. They're all missing the mark. <clears throat> the fact that Be- they, because that they can't you, talk about the trans thing. You fought for the Olympic committee and the world athletic association to include transgenders in there. So they had to set up rules so that they could compete fairly. Right. Because, because they know here's the crazy thing. They know, but that allowing a transgendered male transgendered into a female, they know by allowing that to compete with the other females that that male would dominate. So then they had to set up rules to be like, okay, well now you gotta, you gotta reduce your testosterone levels. So you're comparable to other women. And now they've barred two really fast runners, by the way, and they're natural females and, and, and they're just missing the whole point. Is that the fact that you set this up to begin with? And instead, they're going to blame it on racism. And they're going to blame it on racism and not what the actual problem is. It's, it, it blows my mind and by, that they can't, and they can't put it together. And by the way, I, <clears throat> I hope I can say this. It is my experience that, uh, I'll just say it, uh, it's my experience that black people are more athletic than us, than us whiteies over here. It's been my experience. You look at all the professional sports. Other than golf, but then of course the best golfer, you know, was black. Was as black. Well. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, that would be my it, that would be my guess. When you look at the NBA and the NFL, listen, most of the teams are black, and that's because they are better than all of the the probable white people that that, that tried to get on the team. It's, a, it's meritocracy, it folks. And so when you say that all the people that have been barred from the Olympics this year are black, and therefore there's systemic racism, you're really messing with statistics right there. Because if anyone's going to get barred, statistically it's going to be people who are black, because black are better athletically than white people are. And so if you're going to ban people, statistically they're going to end up being black. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just what it's going to be. But you can say, well, the drug rules are because they don't like black people or the swim caps. That's a weird one. I'm not, I'm not in favor of that one. Or the testosterone rules, that's actually racism is, like, is what that is. I'm allegedly 6'8". I'm, I float somewhere between 6'7 and 6'8". He's okay? getting ready for the weekend when we pull the tape right, measure we're gonna out. Right, we're going to pull the tape out. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm really tall, and a lot of people are like, oh, did you play basketball? I'm like, no, because I can't run and jump like LeBron James. He's also 6'8", <laughs> by the way. Yeah. We're the same height. <laughs> we're built very different athletically. Now, I'm not. I'm not anti-athletic, like I'm decently athletic, but like if I, those of you watching on video, like I'm, where's my hands? I'm here. And LeBron James is like here. Probably he's off the screen. Yeah. Like, and your hand needs to be above the, uh, yeah. Roof, way, yeah. Probably. He's, he's way, yeah. he's way there now. Like I can play basketball and, and baseball and football and golf. Like I am, I'm decently uh, hand-eye coordinated, but I am not. A lot of people think like, oh, you're 6'8", you could just go to the NBA. It's like, no, you can't, by the way, <laughs> because LeBron James is a freak athletically. The dude can jump over the goal. He can <laughs> jump over me and then dunk the basketball. Okay? Probably still could, and he's 30-something now. I don't, I don't know how old he is. But th- there's a clear difference athletically there, because, and, and most of the time, you, statistically, you see all the best athletes in the, in the entire world when it comes to the world stage are usually black. They they are more athletic than any other race out there. And that's not racist to say. It's not it's not I'm not putting white people down or Asian people down or anybody else. It's just it's it's what you observe with your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's the data. 
They win all the time. And I think that's awesome because it's a meritocracy. That's what it is. It's, 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 it's competence. Like who's the best, right? When it's going to be those people, the best basketball player in the world, Michael Jordan, still no one's been able to beat him, the goat, right? <laughs> best golfer, Tiger Woods. Like it, it, and this is what blows my mind about these types of things is that, well, you know, too many black people are winning. So obviously this is systemic racism because now they're kicking the black people out. It's like, no, you set these rules up for transgender athletes. Yeah. And now you're borrowing two naturally born female, self-identifying female, like what we would classify as old female, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't know if you can say normal or not. I don't know. Like, statistically normal but that word is not is not okay biological female yeah okay and and again there's nothing wrong with being transgender at all i i don't if you want to be transgender that's fine but when it comes to competitions you know they have to set up the rules and if they're going to include transgender athletes it would have been much better to be like well no we have men and women competitions and we're going to do it based off biological birth yeah and then that way there's this never happens all right, I'm going to breeze so, through this next article because Monday it'll be too late. But Biden is signing something that's pretty important today. Biden is launching his assault on monopolies today by signing some executive orders. All right, this is from Politico. The White House announced a sweeping executive order Friday to promote competition throughout the U.S. economy. That is what the government's most good at. And the most ambitious effort in generations to reduce the stranglehold of monopolies and concentrated markets in major industries. The effort marks a major push by, Biden, by the Biden administration to focus on competition as a part of the economic recovery from the pandemic. It also offers a response to progressives' criticisms that the federal government has focused too much on supporting banks and other corporations without concern about the effect on consumers who have watched their choices dwindle over the years. And that has nothing to do with any government regulations making it easier for mm-hmm. the bigger companies to continue and harder for the smaller companies to grow. That's actually just capitalism ends up with one business, you know? That's and, the, and, the, and there's no fear of failing because they'll yeah. just get bailed out. Yeah. The order's impacts could be felt in industries including agriculture, airlines, health, broadband, and banking. Previously unreported elements include a provision urging the Federal Communications Commission to reinstate its Obama-era net neutrality rules, Uh. as well as a call for financial regulators to allow data sharing among financial companies. Let's run through some of the things in here. Airlines and... Oh, by the way, this was a pretty... The White House said the order will include initiatives to require airlines to refund fees to passengers who receive shoddy Wi-Fi service or baggage handling. (laughs) It is 2021, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. All right, so airlines and shipping. The the transportation department will issue rules aimed at boosting transparency of airlines' fees for baggage and Wi-Fi service while helping consumers recover those costs when their trips are delayed or the service is substandard. That's You need the government to come in and make sure that that's something that normally happens in the market every single day. Yeah, like Southwest came happen. out with like bags fly free, mm-hmm. and, and they made so much money off of that. Um, agriculture, the USDA will undertake several rulemakings aimed at protecting farmers and ranchers against unfair practices by large market, market meat packers and other agribusinesses. The rules seek to make it easier for, 
there's some crazy stuff in here. One of the things they're wanting to do is the right to repair thing. This is going to be uh, something that a lot of farmers have been worried about because newer equipment, a lot of these companies have set up rules where you can't repair the equipment or pay someone else to repair it. It's got to be someone that is certified by them or someone the from the company. And I think this, listen, there's a few things through here where I'm actually okay with the basis of it. I don't like the fact that the government is doing it and the market should be Here able to do it instead. Fascist Nate. Now, I don't want them to do it, much like I didn't want Trump to come in and, and, and sign an executive order saying that prescription drugs were going to be cheaper mm-hmm. or anything like that, which is also included in this. Uh, labor. The order, Charlie, takes aim at non-compete agreements and urges the FTC to make rules barring or limiting them. About one in five Americans today is bound by non-competes, particularly in tech and healthcare, where the clauses are common. All right, so that's pretty crazy. Here's a, like I said, there's good things. But you signed the contract. I know, that's the thing. You signed the contract. Yeah. That's up to you. Okay. The order will also urge the FTC and the Justice Department to challenge overly broad job licensing requirements imposed by state governments. By the, let me just give you a personal story. The last two contracts. Three minutes. The last two contracts that I signed with different clients had non-competes in them, and I got them removed before I signed them. I said, yeah. hey. Uh, I am, I don't agree to this non-compete. Can you please remove whatever thir- number 13 from the contract? And, and they like, did it. Sure thing. Well, and they just removed it. And then I signed it. There you go. Like this, <laughs> it's not hard. So one thing they're going to do is try to get rid of job licensing requirements or to, to decrease some of them. Okay. So that's the thing that I like. I don't like that. This is coming from the federal government. I think the states should be doing this, but these are rules that are pretty terrible. And we can have a longer conversation about whether or not it's the job of the federal government to make sure that people's liberties aren't being taken away by their states, their state governments. Mm. Okay. It's interesting to see executive orders being signed to reduce government controls, which is what a lot of this is. The right to repair thing, I think, is, is iffy. I do think that if you work on your equipment yourself and the company has some type of a warranty on it that it is well within their purview to void your warranty if you actually work on it yourself in my opinion because this equipment i tell you what my dad's combine is like a galdern spaceship all right and they just decide they're going to crack it open and start changing crap around in there i think that case should be able to void the warranty on it in my opinion apple i know how to fix it how's that American combine, <laughs> Russian combine, all made in Taiwan. You just hit it. <laughs> ah. Yeah. And then mergers, the order would urge the FTC and DOJ to update guidance on how they review mergers, potentially pulling back on guidelines the Trump administration approved last year. Changes to those guidelines could affect several pending deals, including Amazon proposing the purchase of MGM and United Health Group's deal to buy change healthcare. So they're going to open up their antitrust rules and try to stop mergers from companies, you see, normally they only stop mergers where you're buying up companies inside of the same industry. Now they want to stop mergers where you're buying up companies outside of your industry. Out of different ones. Out of different industries. Jeez. Totes insane. It's 1259. We got to go. We'll talk more about this on Monday. So close us out, Charlie. I just love executive orders. Yeah. You know, they're my favorite form of government. Mm-hmm. It's just the king's decree. Folks, and that's what we signed up for with America. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, episode 499, you're going to love tomorrow's episode 500, Dumb Bleep. Mm. So hit that follow button on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review five stars because it's worth it. Tell your friends and family, your friends and foes, your loved ones and your enemies and the children. 
If you do all of those things, we'll be back again tomorrow, actually, for Dumb Bleep, episode 500. Mm. Hope you guys have a good day, a good week, and we'll see all you Patreon folks shortly. Uh, hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. I can't hit the button unless you say that. <laughs>